and welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb Podcast. I am your host, Katerina Burenova. Each week, we dive into a blend of topics that resonate with the soul. Whether you're an architect enthusiast, have a passion for wanderlust, want to discover holistic approaches to rejuvenate your body and mind, or are intrigued to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach, you've come to the right place. Join me as I sit down with inspiring, like-minded women from various walks of life. We will delve into their journeys to discuss the challenges and moments that define their paths. So sit back, relax, and let the spark of positive energy ignite your curiosity. Today, I am joined by Salman Muhammad, architect and architectural illustrator who specializes in hand-drawn and digital illustrations. He has built a platform to help others, including myself, learn how to create incredible renderings of buildings and structures. From online courses to YouTube videos, you will be inspired to learn how to become an artist just like him. Salman, welcome to From the Honeycomb Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Pretty excited to share my insights to your audience in this platform. Thank you. All right. So as you know, we begin every episode by sharing something that we are grateful for in the present moment. So what are you grateful for? So firstly, uh, this way of starting the presentation of trying to think of what we are grateful for, I think it's a, it's a great thing because most of us, we just carry on in our lives and we just start from Monday to the next Saturday and we keep doing the things over and over again. So we don't really get the time to stop and think about what we are grateful for. So that by itself, I think it's a great question to put out to the guests who join your podcast. And me personally, I started thinking of what I'm grateful for. And I see that I'm doing the things that I love to do and I'm able to make a career out of it, which not many people have the chance to do that. And I think I'm, I'm totally grateful for that kind of a thing. No, I love that. And like I mentioned when we got on the call, I'm such a fan. And the work that you've created with your platform, your YouTube videos, I am so grateful for the work you do. And I'm so happy that you love what you do because you have actually helped me form another stream of income by creating renderings. And I've been able to have that sort of income due to your courses and your videos. And so I think it's amazing what you do and you're so good at it, your illustrations. I mean, it's so inspiring to see the work that you do and the fact that you love it so much. It's amazing. And like you said, few people get to love what they do. So you're very lucky. Thank you. And I'm so happy to hear that uh, it has actually impacted a lot of people, including yourself. So that is also something that I can be grateful about. Yeah, absolutely. So Salman, tell us kind of your backstory. I know you're an architect. So how did you become an architect? And then how did that lead you to creating these illustrations and your platform? Right. So that could be a long story to tell. And uh, yeah, so I could uh, start with that. And to be honest, I had to think back from where I started to where the position that I'm right now, it totally feels like a dream. And I totally did not expect that just a student of architecture who just started posting sketches on a platform could actually take some years and it lead to inspiring people along the way and actually creating a career out of it. So thinking about that is totally mind blowing. And the fact that, you know, technology has developed so much that uh, you're able to connect to anybody from any part of the world and show your work to them, it's totally astonishing what technology can achieve today. And to start off with, uh, just like how I mentioned, I was just a student of architecture. I graduated from here and I'm located in Chennai, India. 
so i was in my second year of college first year or second year so that is the time when instagram started coming up so people started using instagram so there was time when facebook started declining and instagram started booming up and instagram was basically photo sharing content so people started sharing photos so what i did during my first year of architecture that is probably like around 7 or 8 years ago so i paid i had a great interest in sketching and illustration so that is one reason why i joined architecture maybe i could say that that is what led me into architecture i was passionate about sketching and i started looking up if there could be a potential stream of uh, studies where i could use my skill set and make me grow as a designer so i figured that architecture could be the right place and during my first year we obviously have a lot of sketches for history history of architecture theory of architecture so we have a lot of sketches so what i did was i started posting out all my assignments on my sketches that we do on college on my instagram profile so what i noticed in this process is that i was able to connect with a lot of people not just people within my college people from my city people in my country and people who have never met me uh, people who are probably on the other side of the globe so they started commenting on my post they started giving their insights so i thought this was really interesting to actually put out our works and somebody from some side of the world is looking at our content and they are uh, you know saying that you could do this uh, this way they help they're teaching you and they are also appreciating your work so i figured out that this is something really interesting but i was not sure if this, this could actually become a career or not so along the years in my college i started posting my work so time went on from second year third year and till thesis i kept doing that for probably like 4 years and that by itself uh, gave me a lot of confidence that you know i'm working towards something so that gave me a kind of a confidence i was not very sure if this can be made made into a career because at the end of the day i was just good at sketching but i was not sure if this can be turned into a career also so along the way i also started helping people people started approaching me to teach sketching and all that so while i was still in my college during my third year and fourth year i took a lot of workshops in my city people who had interest in architectural sketching from live locations so people started approaching me to teach them sketching so i did that while i was still in college and i also made it a practice to always visit new places in my city and make sketches from there whether it's a historical monument marketplace or anything that has an historical importance so i kept doing that also uh, while i was still in the college and all of this became content i started sharing them on instagram so that is where it kind of started and after a point there comes the fifth year the thesis and then we graduate so after graduation i was again quite clueless about where i should proceed further in this career because i was quite good at sketching but it was not in such a way that i could make a career out of it so i was quite thinking about that and then a few months passed by and i was equally good at all the rendering softwares all the 2d rendering crafting and all that so that i was also good at that so i started approaching architecture firms initially and i applied my portfolio and i got selected in a few companies and i also joined into into a startup architecture firm so i kind of worked there for about 6 uh, months i was quite good at the work that i was doing i was quite good at the design sensibilities and all that because i think that my design sensibility basically came from live sketching understanding how architecture affects people how the general public look at architecture how how does it impact their daily lives so my understanding of architecture more than college it happened outside 
from people the general public from my sketching just being out there in the public so i thought i was quite good at uh, design as well and for about 6 to 8 months i worked in an architecture firm and that was a point i figured out that though i was good at what the process happens in an architectural firm so i was good at drafting rendering and all that but i figured out that after 6 months i had a great interest in sketching and i wanted to somehow make a career out of it so that that is quite what i wanted to do after 6 months so i quit from there and the day i quit the next day is where the covid happened and you know the entire world came crashing down so nobody expected what it was going to be happening in the next few months or the few years and one positive thing that happened is that i used that time to develop myself further to create youtube videos to create more better content and all that so this is when my understanding of a job kind of changed so this is when i i figured out that a job is basically problem solving so you join in an architecture firm you solve a problem for your architect you make the job easier for them and they pay you for this so this is how a job works so my understanding of job it kind of changed by using this process i figured out that i could actually help anyone it doesn't have to be a regular job i could approach anyone who needs my skill set and i could approach them so my my mentality kind of changed that way and i started approaching any people who who could actually benefit from my illustrations and sketches so i figured out that there were a lot of uh, startup companies cafe brands food brands who needed an architect as well as they needed a designer so basically they needed an architect to design their cafe spaces and all that and they also needed a designer who could design their branding who understands the branding language so i started approaching such startup firms and i got kind of got a part time job at a startup brand so i i helped them create architectural the interior design of their brand so they just starting up so i kind of created that skeleton for them all the spaces standards for them i i implemented that and this also gave me the time to explore graphic design how i could use my knowledge of design in helping them so that went on for about 6 more months so after a point i figured out that you know i gathered enough knowledge to kind of approach people and solve problems for them as a designer as an illustrator so that is the point i kind of quit from there also and i started approaching a lot of architecture companies and i created architecture illustrations for them so that is kind of my story of where i started and where it led to me that's incredible and i love that you've taken real life experiences you went out you you had the job you were working for an architecture firm and you gave it you know you tried it out and you learned from it but that helped you evolve and you just constantly were growing and you took every opportunity even with covid not being able to work you know and not being able to go out you took that opportunity to learn to grow to create more and that's incredible because now seeing the work and I didn't know that about the cafes and I know you've done some of the illustrations for that on your Instagram I've seen those videos And so that's incredible that you've just you've just grown and evolved and it really showcases and I like that you touched on that you've done hand sketch like in person sketching because I think that's starting to be a lost art especially in the architecture community. I know when I was in architecture school the first year we still hand drafted but by the time I was a third or fourth year architecture student the new incoming class did not hand sketch anymore and i think it's so important as architects to still learn how to sketch how to hand sketch of course the computer's amazing ai is something which i want to talk about ai with, with you but there's just so much 
depth into knowing how to hand sketch and you just you kind of understand the building more. And so I think it's important that you touched on hand sketching, but then also doing computer illustrations. It's kind of like the old and the new, and you've been able to combine them together. Totally. So hand sketches are basically like the foundation of understanding design. So from that point, only if we make our foundation stronger, we'll be able to grasp any new technology that also comes up. So even if we start from hand sketch to AI, only if we have the understanding of uh, hand sketching, how ideas communicate from our brain, how does it form on paper. So only with that sensibility, we could take this and approach it into any kind of format. So today there is AI, so maybe in the future that could be something new coming up. But we need to have that a strong foundation and that can happen through hand sketches is what uh, I think. No, absolutely. And have you noticed, I don't know if you're still in touch with your school or your university, do they still hand sketch? Do you know? Yeah, they do hand sketch, but I also see that after maybe two or three years, they kind of transition completely into the computer software, which I would probably advise them to, you know, to still keep hand sketching because it's kind of like a direct connection between your brain and uh, paper. So you can directly put your ideas and it's more intuitive. So I think if I have a chance, I could tell them that, you know, it still keeps sketching, even if you uh, move towards computers and all those digital software. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's value to it too when you're at the job site and you have to explain something to a client and you don't have your computer and you can't say, let me quickly, you know, do it in 3D. And you can just sketch it on a piece of paper to explain to them what something will look like. And that right there, it's that sense of communication. It's really, I mean, with drawings, that's how architects communicate, you know, with our drawings. And so if you're able to communicate the idea right there on the spot for the client, well, then, you know, you can resolve, like you mentioned, problem solving, resolve whatever the problem is with that hand sketch. Although the the illustrations, what you do now, and I, and I want to touch base on using AI because I know you've been kind of exploring the AI world. How have you seen, I mean, it's, AI has been really helpful for creating renderings. And I've seen some of the videos, you know, of the moving videos that you've done. So how has you your relationship with AI changed your sketching? So initially, probably a year ago, there was a great hype about AI when it started out. People people were worried if it was going to take away the jobs. Architects were worried and all that. But after the dust settled, and right now if we look at AI, we see that it's actually a really great tool that uh, architects can use. It is not taking away anybody's job. It is basically making our lives easier. It is simply improving our efficiency. And if anybody has to be afraid of AI taking away the jobs uh, more than architects, we as artists and illustrators need to be more afraid uh, because this affects us directly. But the truth is we are not really afraid of it because I see that uh, the top illustrators, uh, the top artists that are there, they don't really worry about AI taking away the jobs or anything. Rather, uh, for myself, the way that I use AI is it is basically helping me. I need to create an illustration for a client. So the, the kind of illustration that I do is basically something before what people do for renderings. So if, a, if an architect has an, a project, so what they do is before they started modeling it, they might need to have an illustrator to bring their ideas on paper. So that is the area that I'm kind of working towards right now. So in this particular area, so the architects or anybody who needs my service, so they, they basically come with me with a very blank idea. They do not have any idea of what the space looks like they do not have they only have a vision but they do not have an image of what the space looks like 
So this is the area where we could actually use AI to kind of, you know, bring out to a common point uh, and find if this is what they are expecting. So I could do that from my sketches. So from my sketches and from their vision, it could both collide at a certain point. And for that point, we could use AI to create multiple variations. Say, for example, so the project that I'm currently working on right now, uh, the client by meaning, I mean the architect who's working on it. So the architect basically had an approved project of a housing community and they did not have any views. So they only had hand-drawn floor plans for that of the layout. So, and my job here is to identify the vision of the architect on that project and to create visuals for, for pitching out to his perspective, potential clients. So on that case, what I did was I created a lot of thumbnail sketches. So very quick sketches that uh, show the potential ideas of interest in that project, whether it's going to be a children's play area, how the elevations will look like and how the landscape interacts with the entire housing community. So I created a lot of thumbnail sketches and I used these sketches in AI to interpret these spaces. So by doing that, me and the architect are able to come to a certain point and, you know, I'm able to understand his vision better. So I think AI is actually helping a lot of people. And if me as an illustrator is able to use this in such a way, I think a lot of architects who are actually into parametric design, these kind of complex geometric designs, they will be able to benefit even more with AI is what I Absolutely. It's using AI as a tool, which I like that you're using. It, it is a tool and it's helping you. It's just another program that you're using. And, and I like that you're saying, you know, don't be afraid of it, which is other conversations I've had as well with others is use it as a tool in your toolbox because it's going to help you. And, and you mentioned the efficiency of it which is huge. And so having that be efficient. So that, that's really interesting. So I was wondering if you have advice for someone who, you know, sees your illustrations and is like, wow, I'd like to learn how to get to your level. I know you have years of experience and you make it a practice and an attempt to, like you said, go around the city and do drawings of other, you know, buildings of markets and, and that. What would you say to someone who's kind of beginning out with hand sketching or like someone for me, I took a break from hand sketching. I haven't hand sketched in a long right. time. But what would you say to someone who's thinking about hand sketching or wants to get back into it? So an advice to someone who wants to get back to hand sketching is start with something really, really simple. By simple, I mean that, you know, just spend five minutes of your day and just sit on your desk and draw something that you find on your desk. Maybe you have a pencil holder, maybe you have a mobile phone in front of you or some random object in front of you. Just spend five minutes and draw, try to draw that object. And more important about it is, is for being more consistent in doing it. So you need to just spend five minutes every single day and fill up your sketchbook. And by the end of the month, you will, you can see the progress that uh, you have from day one to day 30. And along the way, you could just increase the complexity of the object. It could start from something very simple and it could be a larger object on the 30th day. And this practice, it kind of uh, helps you lose that because most people, when they are starting out, they have a fear of you know, putting uh, the drawing on paper. While, whereas when you do this, you'll be even more free to put your drawing on paper. And something else that you can try is just spend 30 seconds and try to draw something. So this is a really good exercise that I do in a lot of workshops when I get uh, to attend and to teach people. I just tell them to draw, take only 30 seconds or just one minute, set a timer and just go and put everything on your paper. Any object that you're trying to draw, whether it's a building elevation or anything that you're trying to draw, just spend 30 seconds or, or one minute and just put it out. 
because this by doing this you kind of uh, lose the fear of uh, having to create something too perfect so when you only if you lose that because architectural sketching is quite different from artistic sketching we are not trying to create a very perfect looking drawings that we kind of keep in the museum or something like that it is all about creating putting your your thought into paper so it has to be quick and it has to be intuitive so that is another advice that i could probably give anybody who wants to start sketching i like that starting small because i know i've tried to sketch and i go for like the big building and i'm like okay and i get so nervous i'm like ah oh, this is too much so i like that you're thinking of, you're saying to start small because it is intimidating and it is a practice it's like a muscle memory i think too as well you're right what is your favorite like medium to sketch in are you more pencil or pen uh, it's more pen i would say more pen and then so i know you translate your hand sketches into like photoshop which is something i've done as well and kind of following some of your tutorials i like that you're combining the both as well like hand sketching and then bringing it into photoshop because i've now experimented with both where i'll hand sketch straight in photoshop versus importing a hand sketch and there is just this difference of the pen of the line weights of how i'm more sketchy when i sketch on paper or when i'll you know draw and then have it imported so I, there's definitely that difference do you have a preference between hand sketching by hand or digitally i do have a great uh, liking for both these mediums and the reason i kind of switched into digital medium was when i started taking up illustrations as a full time job and uh, doing illustrations for other people so i noticed that initially i did work for for other people and i did a lot of hand sketches but there is a certain limitations with that in in such an area that you know when when they want immediate changes in in our sketches so that might not be very quick to be done on paper whereas when you do that on photoshop or as a digital sketch you can make a lot of changes uh, quite easily so i kind of like both these mediums when i want to create something for myself a personal work or something like that i would rather prefer drawing it on paper whereas if it has to be for a client or if it's, if it's going to be a professional work then i would probably prefer digital drawing on photoshop that makes sense yeah that makes sense especially and i just i really admire your photoshop renderings and i'm working towards they don't look as much as like because I, i you know i know i add my own personal touch but your photoshop skills are incredible and just seeing how your attention to detail with little things and i know you even have the hand sketch figures that people can buy and put into your drawings which is what i have is i put those people in that's one thing i i've never asked anybody about i know there's illustrations with no people but then once you start adding people do you have a method of where you place the people or how you set the scene because that's something i always end up like i try to go towards the client so there's a house in canada i'm designing and the family it's a growing family so i made sure to include kids in front of the house you know really show that but how do you kind of add people especially in the bigger projects where it's you know like an open plaza space and things like that yeah so adding people so initially uh, most of my drawings don't have people because i was not quite good at uh, sketching uh, human figures to be honest with you uh, initially in, in the initial stages and then i figured out that adding people uh, or human figures in a sketch is really really important because it gives a sense of scale and life into the drawings that we are making and uh, my approach to creating uh, to adding human figures into any kind of sketches i try to tell a story through adding humans 
so i would not rather not just uh, you know add a random figure and just put it into our renderings i would try to say a story so just like how you mentioned if it's going to be a family i would rather ask uh, how many people are there in the family do they have a pet what are the usual activities that they do and try to translate that into a sketch it doesn't mean we need to you know kind of uh, create a portrait drawing of our client and you know add them specifically but it would be better to add these small silhouette figures and try to say what how the space is being used so if if we kind of do that this gives a more lively feeling into our illustrations so something that we can remember is uh, if it's going to be a, going to be a large plaza space you can think of uh, the genders of people who will use it the age what kind of uh, activity is going on in the plaza uh, is it going to be students is it going to be old people using the plaza is somebody using the cycle somebody skateboarding across the plaza a bunch of students so it could be a lot of activity so this basically uh, we kind of have this understanding by observing a lot of uh, photographs so when any photographs that we you know kind of uh, look on the internet of a plaza you never see people actually uh, looking at the camera it's just people having uh, living their life they're just walking they're just going to office and all that so i kind of try to translate that into whatever sketch that i do i try to first understand the scale of the plaza and maintain the eye levels from where we are creating the scene and then try to add more life into the illustration that we are doing it's more than adding figures it's more about adding life into uh, the illustration is what i think absolutely i love what you said about the illustration creating a story by adding people and having it be so specific to whatever you are sharing because you are trying to make something that's 2D come to life and so picking those people and picking those characters and i agree with you on at it being nervous about adding humans because my humans always are stick figures that's my illustration that's my level right. of drawing a human it'll always be a stick figure i'll never get better at it i can draw buildings but humans are always stick figures right. and so it's it's very important i think you said about creating that story because you are you know making this 2D drawing come to life and so i was thinking i was wondering when you design something and you've designed something and you've illustrated it in 2D what is the experience you have when you finally see it built in front of you what is that like it is actually uh, it, it always have we always have this uh, you know fascination when we see something in our drawing that actually translates into a real life thing so this initially happened for me when i was working for this cafe brand where i was creating this interior design for them and uh, so this was the process so uh, on that specific project i worked as the illustrator as the architect as the interior designer and as the branding strategist so i kind of worked entirely on that project and on the day that it was uh, kind of opening the project was open and it was out for the public i just so i was just sitting there and I was looking at it you know something that i just put on paper is just out there on the public and people are actually using it you know people are uh, using the space so it is it was a very fascinating Thing. so i think all every architect who is doing practicing it they'll have this uh, initial fascination in that first project and the things that i'm doing right now as illustrations it is kind of translating in shopping malls it is uh, coming up as a kind of uh, set up pop up exhibitions and all that so i'm able to see uh, after it is being constructed so again this this fascination still continues to me so and it is even more fascinating because i'm able to sit here in india in chennai and i'm able to create designs for someone 
uh, maybe in Germany or US and all that. So that is the level of fascination right now is even more further for me because I see I just put my drawings on paper and I can see that it, it is being actually created on one part of the world, right? It, it's, it's totally fascinating for me. No, absolutely. And that goes back to what you said earlier on about your fascination with you. You were putting your drawings on Instagram and there were people connecting from other parts of the world. And now your work that you're illustrating or you're creating or designing is now being built in other parts of the world. And it is such an incredible time, I think, about how connected we are, especially it seems like in the architecture community as well. So that's really great. And, and that's amazing, like you meant, just to go back to experiencing your 2D come to life and just like seeing it physically. I think that's that's one of the pleasures of being an architect, I think, is yes, you had fun designing it and you spent hours, you know, drawing and designing or doing 3D models. But then the moment you get to walk through the space or the most gratifying thing, I think, is seeing other people use and enjoy your space. And that's where it's just, I think that comes back to like just being an architect and being a designer and, and an illustrator is just you've created something that people will use and it's going to stand there for hopefully longer than you're alive that people can really enjoy it. And that's kind of what you're bringing to everybody, to the community, to people's lives. Like if you design a home, you're creating a home for someone. So that's, it's, I feel like we are very, very lucky in the profession of architecture because of what we get to create. Exactly. I think this is what uh, keeps most of the architects going. It is more than designing. It's it's about seeing your work being produced there in the real life as a tangible structure. And that is what keeps a lot of architects going is what I think. No, absolutely. We love what we do. Exactly. <laughs> that yeah. is for sure. For sure. And so uh, what is next for you? I know you're working on your YouTube videos. You have your courses and you've, you're starting to incorporate AI, is there anything we can expect to see from you or where where are you thinking your illustrations are, are going to take you? There's something very exciting that is coming up in the current year, which is the AR and VR technology with the Apple that is kind of uh, you know dropping the vision product. So I'm kind of seeing how illustrations will still be implemented in that kind of a space. Because when we look at drawing and illustration, this has basically stood the test of time. Uh, right from the initial sketches that uh, you know people made hundreds of years ago, there has been a lot of technological advancements. There has been hand drafting to AutoCAD, uh, to 3D, and then AI, and maybe there will be AR and VR. So the technology will keep uh, coming up. But this concept of actually hand sketching, creating illustrations has been existing right from you know many years, maybe hundreds of years ago. So I'm quite excited to see how illustrations will actually be implemented in the AR and VR space. So I'm kind of, you know, trying to see how it will be uh, in the in this year, especially with the Apple product coming up. And also with my YouTube channel, I'm kind of, you know, trying to make more illustrations, more insights about uh, architectural drawing and not just hand sketching and illustration, but also about the tech side of architectural of architecture. Because I see that there are a lot of influencers who speak about architecture, they speak about specific softwares and all that. But I'm kind of more inclined uh, towards technology. I have always been inclined towards technology. And I'm, I'm kind of trying to make a point to, you know, any new technology that comes up in the architecture industry, I really want to try it out and, you know, post my review, uh, share my thoughts and insights about how to kind of uh, adapt to it. So that is something that I'm looking forward to uh, in this year and in the coming years. 
Uh, it seems like it's the perfect moment for you where you've come from hand sketching from your Instagram account to growing. And now you're just experimenting and enjoying because now the technologies that are coming out and they're coming out so quickly and so fast. Right. And so kind of goes back to your gratitude. You're grateful for what you do. And I think you are just thriving in this technological advancement that we're experiencing and you're using it for such creativity, which is incredible. Yeah, I think it's a great time to be as architects and designers because the technology is like growing so fast. You just spoke about AI a year ago and right now it's like it has grown up so fast in just one year. So it's it's great and exciting times for we as architects and illustrators to see what is there in future, what new comes up and how it can positively impact us and the architecture community in general. So we are just generally looking forward to it also. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that you brought up community as well just now, because I know you've also helped me not just with illustrations, but when I had an issue with my website. And what I love is you are so accessible to help with questions and you you genuinely want to help people. Like I just put out a post, hey, can someone help me? I need to know how to use, you know, Wix. But you just come from this place of you have this understanding of the software and you want to help people. You want to help people understand you're not just kind of keeping the information for yourself, which I think is so helpful because even the advancements that you're talking about with the AI and the V-Ray and all of that, someone coming out of school, those professors may not be teaching that. And to find a place where someone can come and learn from someone like you who is genuinely interested in it is so great. Yeah, I mean, we all uh, we all have uh, questions, you know, it could be smaller questions, it could be larger questions, but I'm kind of, again, grateful to be in a place where I can actually help people. So I get a lot of DMs from different kinds of people, uh, from people who are still in school and they want to pursue architecture. So they ask me, how is it like to being an architect? Uh, what are the opportunities that I have? So I kind of uh, make it a point to reply to everyone and try to help them in a positive way. Because... Just one small reply or one small guidance towards uh, something, it could actually have a butterfly effect and it could actually probably make make them a great architect in my country also. We never know, right? So so that is something they always make it a point to do. And also looking back, uh, you know, there have been situations when I needed a lot of help, when I needed uh, someone who could just point to me towards this, this direction. Who just tell me that, you know, if you go into this direction, you will find uh, your route, something like that. And I've always wanted that kind of a person to be there. And because of not having that person, I want to be that person to everyone and anyone who, you know, approaches me. So that is something that I make it a point to do. No, absolutely. And like I said, you've helped me in multiple ways, um, both, you know, actively answering my questions and passively through your content. This conversation has been incredible, Salman. I am so glad that, and I'm honored that you came on from the Honeycomb podcast because I admire your work, the sense of community that you've created, your platform, how you're helping others, and I'm excited to see what comes next for you. I'm equally excited as well, both as me, as my community, and uh, the technology and everything that we spoke. I am quite excited to see what's next for me, and I thank you for having me on this uh, platform. And you're doing great work and I make it a point to look at all your uh, podcasts and everything that comes up on Instagram. I make it a point 
and also your newsletters that comes up every month i make the point to read all your newsletters uh, so yeah so yeah you're doing great work as well so i'm equally happy to share my insights with you on this platform and to your community Oh, thank you so much. And that's right. You I forgot you you also read my newsletter. Well, thank you. Yeah. You just you just gave a plug for all of my stuff as well. So, <laughs> where can listeners find you? Listeners can find me on Instagram. My name is uh, @salman.arc at s a l m a a n . a r c h. The same thing on YouTube as well or you could just search up my name Salman Mohammed Architectural Illustrator on Google and it's going to show up uh, my name everywhere. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of From the Honeycomb Podcast. As we conclude, I want to express my gratitude for joining me in today's episode. I hope you have found it insightful and inspiring. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and click that like button so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to share this with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at From the Honeycomb Podcast. And you can also further your support of From the Honeycomb by visiting the patron link provided in the show notes. Your contribution helps make more episodes possible. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to my monthly newsletter, A Spark of Positive Energy, that comes out on the 7th of each month. Thank you so much, and see you next Friday.